Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Behind the Line podcast, where we discuss all things related to the Super Retriever series. Hey, everybody, I'm your host, David Hamilton, and today... Our guest is John Lamar. Him and his dog Sarge were our 2021 Yukonuba Amateur Team of the Year. So glad to have last year's Team of the Year winner here with us today. Now, before we get started with John, we want to take a quick moment to say thank you to our sponsor, Yukonuba. The Super Retriever Series Crown Championship and this Behind the Line podcast series are both brought to you by Yukonuba, the leader in premium nutrition for sporting and working dogs. As I mentioned a moment ago, our guest today is John Lamar, him and his dog. Uh, Sarge were the 2021 Yukonuba Amateur Team of the Year, and uh, him and his dog Smokey this year, uh, as as we're recording this podcast today, are actually at the uh, at the top for the 2022 Team of the Year. So, John, uh, pleasure to have you on the podcast, man, and thanks for taking some time out to talk with us. Uh, thanks for having me, David. So let's get started here. Last year, you were the Team of the Year winner. Um, you and Sarge had quite the year. Um, at the beginning of the year, was that one of your goals? Were you at a point where you were like, hey, I want to go win team of the year? Or was it just, hey, I'm going to go out there and compete? And as the year went on, you started to recognize, hey, we're, we're kind of at the top here for team of the year. And this might be something that we can close out on and win. Well, when we were, began, I wasn't really thinking about team of the year. Um, we placed, I think it was third in 2020 team of the year, which was really hard to believe. Um, I didn't think we had a chance of doing anything like that. Um, last year we started off and I just love this game. So I like to go and I like to go a bunch. Um, and we went and I think I ran five different events and Sarge placed in four of them. And he actually won two of those first four, uh, first five. And, um, we got looking at team a year and Ernie was right behind me with bang. And I think we were only five or six points apart. And I saw he was signed up to go to Nebraska and the two events in Minnesota. So I was like, huh, I, I think I might have a chance at this. So I signed up to go to Nebraska and Minnesota and something happened where Ernie was not able to go. 
and we went, ended up going and Sarge got a fourth and two thirds while we were at those three events. And then the rest of it was kind of history. You mentioned uh, Ernie D'Antoni and Bang, who finished third last year in Team of the Year. You finished first and second with Sarge and Smokey. So how was that as you were trying to take both your dogs and compete? You know, not wanting them to compete against each other, but almost kind of, you know, hey, let's go out there and see what we can do. But but one week, maybe one does better and the other week, another one does better. I mean, how, how did you navigate that as the season went on? Well, and uh, Stephen Durrance trained my dogs. and I was kind of cutting the fool with him when I signed up for the uh, three trips up north. And I told him, I said, you know, Ernie's coming after team of the year, so he's trying to beat me and Sarge. I said, but he might want to look in his rearview mirror because Smokey was starting to come on. I think Smokey was like five or six points behind Bang. And uh, as luck would have it, when we went up there, I think Smokey ended up, he got a first and two seconds, I think is what he got on that trip. And so we ended up getting, he took the second place spot and we were able to hold on for the rest of the year. But it was, it was, it was, uh, joy. Um, you know, I would go with Smokey and Sarge and I told Steven, you know, whichever one comes to play the best, that's the one that I'm going to play with the best. And we actually had a couple different events where one of them would get first and the other one got second. And it was, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Speaking of Steven, a lot of times, you know, on this podcast, we talked to both pro handlers and amateurs and, and many of the amateurs obviously have guidance from the pros, either they train their dogs or even if it's just like a, you know, a mentorship type thing, right, where they can just bounce ideas off of them. But with him training your dogs, what's that relationship like between an amateur handler and maybe the pro handler that also helps them train those dogs and get them ready for the competitions? Well, anybody that knows Steven knows that um, he's probably harder on all of his clients than he is anybody. Um, cause he expects us to go out and make him look good. As a matter of fact, usually if I'm going to the line at an SRS event, especially if I'm in first place and it's close, he'll walk up to me before I go to the line. He said, don't you make me look bad. So those that know Steven know how he is. Um, but he is, I mean, he is very talented at this. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it was not for him and, and his guidance. He is, he's just a phenomenal teacher at the dog games. And, uh, I mean, I, I owe everything to him. What's one of the best things that he's taught you about being a handler? Wow. Um, he's taught me everything, really. <laughs> There's not one, one particular thing, really. All right. Well, let's switch from, from handler and, and, and trainer to the dogs themselves. Tell us uh, maybe people who aren't familiar with, with Sarge and Smokey, um, especially Sarge, you know, being team of the year winner last year. Uh, what are these dogs' personalities like? How old are they? How long you've, been, uh, how long you've had them? And, uh, you know, how long they've been playing this game? Well, Sarge is, uh, he turned nine years old before the crown this past year. Um, he is a SRS amateur champion, grand hunt retriever champion, master hunter, master national hall of fame. Um, he's out of one that everybody knows. He's out of big black dude. Um, his mom is actually out of Bobo. So both of those are two of the, the, big players in the SRS game that uh, Steven has done really, really well with over the years. Um, he, uh, Sarge is the dog that just, he's not a real big fan of training. He trains well, but he, uh, when it's game time, he's, he loves every second of it. He gets excited. Um, he gets excited at the line. As a matter of fact, in the 2020 crown, I had a controlled break in one of the series. It was the uh, the Hunt Savvy series. And 
he the third bird went off and he said that's all it's supposed to go off so he decided he was gonna leave so i had to call him back which he came back and he did fine but that's just the way he is he does not act like a nine-year-old and tell us a little bit about uh conversely smoky a little bit smoky is um he just turned five years old actually the middle of last month um he's he's a phenomenal athlete i mean he 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 is great at this game. He does, he's done everything we have thrown at him. Um, I bought him in like February of last year. Uh, so I've had him for 14, 15 months. Um, he did not have any master passes. He didn't have any HRC finish passes. He didn't have any titles. Um, he has now got his HRCH. He's got his SRS amateur champion title. He also won the SRSU last year with Brian Boykin. Um, he's got his master hunter title and he's also passed two grands. He just passed the last, uh, the spring grand a couple weeks ago for his second pass. Um, he likes 25 points of getting his grand hunt retriever title. Um, he's just, he, he loves it and he's getting better and better every time I go. Um, he last year. Uh, he was qualified with four different people. Um, I ran him in the first two SRSs right after I bought him. And between the two of us, we just blew up. He picked up poison birds and he just, you know, had never played the game, didn't really know what was going on. Um, but he learned, he learned very fast. Uh, we went to Louisiana. My son ran Smokey and I ran Sarge. Uh, Hunter ended up getting third with Smokey and I got fourth with Sarge. Um, which was fun, but, uh, <laughs> we're both very competitive. So I didn't like him beat me, but, um, we, uh, later in that year, I like to say Brian Boykin won the SRSU with Smokey, uh, Steven Durrance ran him in an open, uh, because I couldn't go. And he told me before he went, he said, man, this is a tough, probably the toughest field I faced this year. He said, don't count on Smokey placing. He said, we'll just see how he does. Well, Smokey got third. Um, so he qualified with Steven. Brian Boykin, Hunter, and then I placed him in the next five events, and he got, uh, I think it was two first and three seconds in the next five events. Um, and he also got fifth in the crown. So he's, I think he's, I think he's going to be a, a big player in this game for a good while to come. Like I say, he just turned five years old a couple weeks ago. So I've, I've got really high hopes for him. Yeah, let's talk about the crown last year. Quite a quite a week for you, right? It was an opportunity for for you to go with both your dogs and uh, to be recognized at the at the awards banquet for being the the twenty twenty one team of the year with Sarge. And then, as you said, you know, Smokey gets a, a top five finish. So, uh, just kind of recap that week for us down there in Shreveport, Bossier City last year. Yeah, it was it was kind of a roller coaster ride. Um, when I went. Uh, a couple of weeks prior to going, um, we started noticing Sarge was showing signs of that he was losing some hearing. Um, he, after we went, or when we went to the Minnesota uh, trip, he punctured one of his front paws. And I did not know that he had injured himself and realized it about three or four days later when his foot started swelling up. And my son Hunter is a vet and he had just started working here in our hometown that week before. I called him. He came out. We looked at his foot. and His foot was all swollen up. He had a fever, so we rushed him into the clinic. He had 104.6 fever, which was uh, not good at all. And um, we got fluids in him, got his foot 
fixed up and basically got him doctored back and he came back. But after that, we started noticing that he was losing his hearing. And I was running in the first series at the crown. We had that big uh, blind that we were running. Um, it was 250 yard blind, I guess it was. And I sent Sarge on the blind and I had given him about three casts and he was taking all of my casts and he was to the right of the bird. And I said, well, I'll stop him here, give him a left angle back. He'll pick the bird up. He'll come back in and we'll pick up the rest of the marks and we'll be sitting in good shape. Well, I tried to stop him, and when I did, he just kept going, and he disappeared. It seemed like he was gone for 15 minutes. I think he was gone about a minute when I went back and looked at it on the uh, on the TV. Uh, it was about a little over a minute that he was gone, and when he came back out, he picked up the bird and was on his way back, and I turned around at Matt and asked him, did he have the bird in his mouth? He said, yeah, but unfortunately, he's out. So it was it was sad because he went out, and I hated that he went out like that. Um, because he loves the game. He gets, every time I go load dogs up at, at my kennel, uh, he's the first one that wants to get in the truck and go. Um, but we, uh, you know, we had to keep going. And Smokey, uh, he didn't have the best first round. I think he scored in the 130s or 140s, which is, was, as you know, the that crown, they scored everybody consistent, but the scores were really high. And so Smokey scored high. So we had to we had to keep pawing back the entire time, but he kept trying and kept trying. So we worked all the way through the end, and he ended up pulling out a fifth. And then in a moment like that, where you've had this dog you've competed with for years, and then all of a sudden you you start to see, like you said, that his hearing's going with Sarge. Is there that moment of reflection back where you're like, "Wow, we've accomplished so much together"? I mean, you you rambled through his titles a moment ago. Such an impressive dog. Or do you just enjoy it in the moment and say, you know, we'll we'll recollect at a later date and time but right now i'm here in the moment and i'm trying to compete uh, yeah he's it, i don't really know how to feel it, it, sometimes I, I walk up there i'm like maybe we can do this one more time and steven told me he's like man let him finish on top that's that's what he did with dude you know he had it in his mind that dude's run was going to be the last one he did when he won the crown i think it was in 2018 or 19 when it was he won the crown for the last time and um I was like, uh, well, but I think he can come back. So I've done it. We've tried uh, Hunter being a vet. We've checked everything we could check. And I keep thinking, well, maybe one day I'm going to walk out there and call his name and he's going to turn around and look at me like he hears me and, uh, and I'll be able to go run him again. So I've, I've, I've not completely given up on him because he still loves it. Uh, but I have kind of given up on him competing because I know that he's just not going to be able to. So it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Certainly understandable for sure. I'm glad you've mentioned your son Hunter a couple times. As you mentioned, he's a vet. He also competes in the Super Retriever Series. You even told us a minute ago you're both kind of competitive, like to beat each other. But what's it like being out there competing on weekends, doing something father son that you both enjoy doing? It is. Um, it's wonderful. Um, he's uh, he had a dog that was doing extremely well. As a matter of fact, he competed in the first SRSU. Uh, he and Brian Boykin won as a team, and we ended up losing his dog Mick. Uh, his stomach flipped, and he had just gotten over uh, knee surgery. Uh, we had gone through all the rehab and everything else, uh, signed him up for an SRS event and for the Grand. And Stephen called me the next morning, and they had found him that he passed away in the pen over the night. Uh, so it was terrible. But Hunter has been heartbroken ever since. Um, 
So he's been, when he's competed since then, he's been using my dogs and which we, they're all our dogs, but, um, he ran Sarge in the second SRSU and he ended up getting fifth with him. Um, and then a couple of events we run, he'll either run Sarge or he'll run, uh, he'll run Smokey. He's got a little female named Callie. Um, I got her uh, sixth place in Minnesota last year and she's a really nice little dog. Um, she's just not, she doesn't compete like Sergeant Smokey do. Um, she's a dog that'll get in the top 12, but it's, it's, it's really tough to get her in the top six. So, um, we've been competing some, but we, it's, it's been kind of with both of our dogs. Um, he's got a young dog that's coming on. He's about a year old and he's doing really, really well. So, um, I've got high hopes for him and Hunter and I hope that one day, uh, he'll be able to say that he came out and beat up on his old man. So he's going to, he's going to have to, he's going to have to tighten up to do it, but we, uh, we love each other. We love to compete. He'll get me someday, but that day ain't today. I hear you, man. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned that he competed in the SRSU and you mentioned the, the Boykin sisters, you know, competing in SRSU as an observer of that event, how important is it to have that opportunity so that some younger people can, you know, start to play this game or if they've already started to play the game or find their skills so that maybe someday, you know, they're competing with the, hate to use the cliche, but competing with the big dogs, right? Out there competing against the top amateurs and, and top professionals. Um, just tell me your thoughts on the SRSU, especially as a, as a father of a competitor uh, who's also seen, you know, his dogs uh, run with some other people as well. Oh, it, that's an amazing uh, thing that we have got here. It's, that what that's what got me started in the SRS game. Uh, Hunter competed in it two years before I even tried it, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't have a dog that can play this game." I, you know, Hunter was able to play with Mick and Sarge, and I was like, uh, "You know, Sarge can do he can do good, but you know, I don't know if he can I don't know if he can compete to where we need to compete um, with the talent of dogs that are out there because there's some amazing dogs out there, and they're not just in the pro division. There's some there's some amateur dogs out there that could compete at the pro, the pro level every day. Um, but the SRSU is, I mean, I hope that it continues to grow because it's getting, not only is it getting some of these young people in the game, but it's, it's bringing some of the older people out that enjoy watching and enjoy participating. Um, it, it, I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a wonderful thing. And I hope it continues to grow. Awesome. We are talking to John Lamar here on the Behind the Line podcast. I do want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Yukonuba. Sporting dogs give us everything we can ask for and then some. Their nutrition should do the same for them. You can find out more about Yukonuba at yukonubasportingdog.com. Also follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Their username is Yukonuba Sporting Dog. As I mentioned a moment ago, we are talking to John Lamar, who has the distinction of being the 2021 Yukonuba Amateur Team of the Year with his dog, Sarge. Uh, so far, we've talked a little bit about lots of things uh, SRS related, but let's kind of let's kind of boil it down and take it back uh, even kind of more high level. A minute ago, you had said you've only been competing in SRS couple years uh certainly you had your dog sarge who you know quite the impressive titles before you you entered this game uh you know grand retriever hunt champion uh master hunter you said this game was a little bit different so now that you've been in it a couple years you've obviously had some success team of the year winner last year currently leading the team of the year standings this year um what about this game drew you to it and 
how have you seen your performance in this game evolve uh, over the last few years? Well, it, the competitiveness is um, what I like. Um, I played football in college. My son played football in high school and college. Um, and we we're just very, very competitive. I love the hunt test, but I like to go and I want to see who's got the best dog. Uh, before I started in the lab field, I had foxhounds, and I used to do field trialing with the foxhounds. And I was always, uh, you know, I was not happy if I didn't win. I always wanted to win. <laughs> and that's probably a good trait or a bad trait. But it's, uh, the SRS is just uh, the cream of the crop. Um, I think some of the field trial people look down their nose at the SRS people. Some of the hunt test people look down their nose. Um, but I like to think that it's truly the the best of the best um the and it's a team sport you've got the not only the dogs have to be good but the handlers have got to they've got to be on their a game too so you got to know when to handle or when not to handle um one of the things steven has taught me was you you can't hope you got to either hope or handle and if you hope your dog's gonna do good usually you probably should have handled and um that's been something that uh i've kind of believed in all the way through this game so um i've got a couple young dogs that i've run and um unfortunately sometimes i have to handle them a whole lot more than i want to but (laughs) but they're still competing and and i still take them because i have faith that they're going to do good um but it's the it's the competitiveness of it and like i say i i I feel like these are some of the best dogs in the country all round best dogs um because you got to be able to do all of it you got to be able to pick up the 400 yard marks or the 400 yard blinds, but you also got to be able to hold it together when five or six birds come over your head out of a boat or when you're shooting and the dog's on a remote sin on a stand. Uh, there's just so many different variables that you have to, you have to work on to be good in this game. And I, I think it's just the best well-rounded dogs are in this game. What do you think the future holds for this sport? I mean, we continue seeing it grow. We continue to see more and more events pop up on the calendar every year where people can qualify for the crown. Competition's stiff, and, and and there's newcomers coming along every year who are adding to that. So what do you think the future of the Super Retriever Series holds? I don't see anything but it growing. Um, it's just because there's, there's more people that are getting into the game that were not in the game. Um, I know two or three people that have started in the last couple of years since I started, not that I had anything to do with it, but I think some people look at it and they say, well, John Lamar and Sarge can do this. I can do it. So um, I think the game's going to continue to grow. For the year ahead, uh, how many events can we expect to see you at? Uh, how much are you expecting to compete this year? And is uh, team of the year something that you're focused on, or is it just one of those kind of, you know, if I win it, I win it. If not, I'm not. I think I know the answer to that because last year as the year went on and you saw you were up at the top, it was something you, you definitely wanted. So, uh, just how many events we're going to see you at this year and what's kind of your game plan to, uh, you know, once again, go back to the crown and also maybe be the uh, team of the year again. Well, um, I, I think I'm tied for first with team of the year with Dusty Hightower. Um, and we were cutting pool the other day about it. Um, I was telling her like, Dusty, you've run in five events and you've placed in all five. I said, man, that is, that's amazing. He said, yeah, but you've won three events. I said, yeah, but I ran in five events, and I didn't place in two of them at all. And uh, So we were joking back and forth. Steven trains his dog as well, Jeep, um, who is a super nice dog. Um, But as far as the future, um, I'm actually leaving Thursday afternoon, going to a meet to run in Louisiana. 
uh, and I've signed up for the one at Pepper's Pond. Um, I've wanted to play. I've wanted to run at Pepper's Pond mainly because Hunter's run there two years, and I went and watched him both times running SRSU, and it's an amazing place, and I want to go run there. So uh, I'm taking uh, Smokey and Bull and going to run in Louisiana this week, and then the first of June going to Arkansas to run. And I really don't know where I'm going after that, but I will be watching the team of the year just in case. Do you think going to an event, obviously it's not the same city, but it's the same state with the same kind of environment. Do you think going to an event this weekend in Louisiana will help you uh, at the crown this fall? Because once again, the crown will be in, you know, Shreveport, Bossier. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we train, Stephen has got amazing grounds um, at his place where we train all the time, but there's nothing like going to different places and running. So, uh, both me and my dog can kind of get used to different terrains and different atmospheres and weather and everything else. Just like uh, Huntsville, that second series at Huntsville two years ago, it was, I mean, it, we dealt with every kind of thing there was to deal with. Uh, it was cold. It was hot. The wind was blowing. The wind wasn't blowing. The sun was in the eye. I mean, it was everything. Um, so going to different places, I think, um, I think it's going to help me and my dogs, greatly awesome and we're looking forward to what you can uh do the rest of the year like you said currently you are tied with dustin hightower for uh team of the year lead but there's still plenty of events between now and the fall when we cap this all off at the crown championship john before we want to let you go uh what we normally do is we conclude these uh podcasts with a rapid fire five questions so i ask a question real quick first answer comes to your head uh are you ready yes sir question one what's something about you most people don't know um, I was, I guess I'm hit on it earlier. I'm, I played college football. A lot of people, I don't think know that. What position did you play and where'd you play? Defensive line at Georgia Southern. It was actually the first year that Georgia Southern had a football team. And since then they've won, I think three or four national championships and they've moved up to uh, 1A and they've been very competitive. Uh, my son actually played there as well and graduated. Awesome. Well, hey, it all starts in the trenches, so I can appreciate a defensive lineman for sure. Question number two, when I say retriever, yours or someone else's, who's the first dog that comes to mind and why? Uh, I'm going to say Sarge because he's the one that got me started in this game. Um, and he's off of some of the best known dogs in this game, dude and, like I say, a Bobo female. But I'd, I'd say Sarge mainly because he's the one that showed me that I could do this. If you had to describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Uh, competitive. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, um, well, when I went to school, I wanted to go into architecture. And when I went to Georgia Southern, they did not offer an architecture program, but they offered a building construction program. So I went into building construction, ended up working as a commercial contractor, and now I own my own business doing residential and light commercial construction. But I've always enjoyed the design aspects of it. Awesome. Final question. You have a weekend to yourself. No dog games to compete in. Nothing to do from your job. No honey-do list like cut the grass. How are you spending that time? I was probably spending it with my family, with my wife and son, doing whatever, whatever we need to do. Hey, man, I'm here for that. It ain't what you do. It's who you do it with, right? Yes, sir. Well, John Lamar, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you here on the podcast Congrats again on winning the uh, Team of the Year last year. Uh, good luck to you the rest of this year. Trying to follow that up with back-to-back -back Team of the Year. Uh, but we'll see you at events throughout the summer and fall. And then we'll uh, see you down there for the Crown Championship in October. 
Great. Thank you, David. All righty. Thank you for joining us. And this has been another episode of the Super Retriever Series Behind the Line Podcast. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.